The street is where we create. We call it suburbanpreneurship. Mixing big company resources with an entrepreneurial spirit. This is Electric People. What's up, Electric People? My name is Ty Williams. Let's talk about the show you are about to plug into. So Dave Madsen was my co-host, and we had Carolina Monroy and Eric Mesa with us today. Both really heavy hitters new to the industry, somewhat new, past couple years, um, and they are in the L.A. territory out of Los Angeles, California. And these two, they're, they're so awesome. They, uh, they're so humble, but they're such heavy hitters and such high performers. I also liked that this episode kind of came together last minute. We didn't have it scheduled that far in advance. So just a real raw conversation. And a couple of things that, that stand out. Number one, they both Carolina and Eric seem kind of humble and understated, but they have such a strong conviction. They hit things so hard. They're, they're, they're strong, like followers of, of their soul and what they feel to be right. And they just do the work. Both of them, extremely high performers. Carolina is one of our first West coast franchise female members. And Eric is a, is a rally competition winner. So to have them both, and they, they, they work very closely together. So to have them both in here today, sharing about their experience and what they've learned through the journey and how they're, you know, one of my favorite parts is when they talk about how their personality and they, they like the change that they've noticed in themselves as they've put it all on the line and bet on themselves to do a hundred percent commission, uh, sales job. Really, really cool for me. I, I always say that I'm such a big fan of direct sales or street sales. And it's largely because I get to see people like this who come in, invest follow the right people and and have their lives change so much. Another thing I'll add that's so awesome about both of these two is they're heavily involved in charity work that's important to them. And they make it a point of, you know, their earning potential to go out and, and find creative ways to benefit other people. So they have very full lives. They have a lot of uh, gratitude and pack a mean punch. So please enjoy Carolina Monroy and Eric Mesa. What's up, electric people? I do not know what's happening in Los Angeles, but we just keep having high performers come in this office from Los Angeles, California. So I'm Ty Williams. I've got Dave Madsen co-hosting with me today. What's up, David? What's up? Are you well? I'm well. D- does this mean I'm taking over for Adam permanently? No, you're posted up, man. Oh, we're we're free up. format now. This is a this, we got more representation now. I love it. And we've got Carolina. How'd I do? You did good. I did okay. okay. Well, yeah, and Eric Mesa in the building. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, guys? How are you? Good, good. Good. So if uh, if you don't know these two personally, they generally roll together. Wherever there's high performance happening, we usually get to hang out with both of them. So we thought fitting to have both of them on the podcast today. So um, for those that haven't met you guys, how long have you been with Sunrun? You started first, right, Carolina? Yes, I'm going. This is, this is my third uh, year going on my fourth year. Oh, has it been that long? Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> Sometimes the quarters seem long, but then you look back and you're like, my gosh, has it been four years? Yeah. So how'd you originally get brought into the business? Amber Martin. She recruited you. Yes, she did. Um, so I originally applied on Indeed. Um, I got a phone call. It was Amber. And um, she, uh, she explained the opportunity to me. Um, what were you doing before when Amber called you? At merchant services. Okay. Yeah. So um, I did door to door. What I had preset appointments. 
um, but I would get paid more on my own prospects. Mm -hmm. So I was prospecting businesses to set up their um, merchant services, and I explained that um, I was a go-getter to Amber, and she gave me the opportunity, and she brought me in. That's awesome. So were you just like on Indeed, like looking for another opportunity and just came upon this? I was targeting solar. Mm. I continued to see orange trucks around my area. It works. Hey, the trucks in the neighborhood. (laughs) Have you seen the trucks in the neighborhood? Yes, it worked. Um, And you're like, man, everybody's going solar right now. Yes, yes. Really? Yes. There you go. I Googled Vivin and uh, I went on Indeed and I applied and... um, I got that phone call from Amber. This is part of the reason that I think it's so cool that that like technology has evolved our business because it used to be that if to get into the industry, you would have to like randomly know somebody that did it. You know, like it was pretty much word of mouth. And so we just didn't reach like it's possible that we never would have met you like as somebody that's just hustling and like is ambitious and wants to get into solar until we have like evolved programs like, you know, the recruiting team does and the fact that they can link people. And then, I mean, thank goodness for, for having you guys. That's, that's just so awesome. Our business a long time ago didn't used to be like that. Well, and then the compound effect, because if not for Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> then Eric wouldn't be here, right? So how'd you get into it, Eric? Yeah, same, same, same reason, uh, same, uh, same way. She just, um, well, first of all, I just completed my second year and it, it's, flown by pretty quick really uh it feels like that to me at least um wait did you start in 20 yeah i'm in the middle of the pandemic oh my gosh that's yeah. crazy everyone was like scrambling yeah yeah I, I remember but uh so did you start making calls and stuff did you never start on doors no so i officially started um october of 2020 oh okay that's when i started so we were like slow walking back to prospecting in person Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but you're in LA, so it took a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. So I was uh, going down like a spiral in my life during that time, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I, I got like a random Facebook message, and uh, I don't really go through Facebook like that, and then I seen it was Carolina, and we know each other from from church like a while back, but I we had lost contact, and then I got a message, and I kind of Brett like. You know how it gives like a preview of the message? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to read this right now. Uh-huh. And I set it to the side. And for like two days, like it was just like, read the message, read the message. And I'm like. You're like playing hard to get over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Let, me, let me read the message. I opened it up and it just said something about, hey, uh, I'm doing this. Uh, can you give me five minutes to talk to you about the opportunity, uh, what I'm doing. I'm like. Um, okay. And, uh, I, I've always known that she's a go-getter cause we did merchant services a while back. Um, and she was always on top of the board and me is like, cool, like she's doing really good. Right. So then that kind of made me want to listen to her cause I know she always had like good opportunities and stuff like that. So finally got on the phone call and she's driving and I can tell she's driving and she's like super pumped, like yelling over the phone. I'm like, what's going on? Like why is she so excited? And then she's like, I just came from uh, a closing a deal. like $15,000. I'm like, uh, okay. Like, how is that possible? Like, yeah. I only know that, that people make that type of commission in like real estate or and, and like, you know, other industries. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, what can I do, you know, to be able to get the same opportunity that, that you, that you, that you're currently working with. 
I think uh, that's like a that's like a super pro tip if somebody didn't write it down. Like, if you're good at recruiting, you maybe already know this. This is a good reminder. If you think that you're not good at recruiting, here's the deal: have a list of people that you think would be great at the job, and then call them after you sell. Right? Like, yeah, you're already pumped. Yeah, you're stoked. <laughs> like the energy is so transferable after you've after you've gotten an account right that you can feel it. Well done, Carolina. Well done. <laughs> So then what, you decided to just come on and give it a chance? That's all it, that's all it took is the one phone call or what? Yeah, well, I mean, it, uh, it, took a, it took me a couple of days to really think like, okay, is this, is something, that, is this something that I, that I really want to do right now? Is it something that I, because I've always seen solar. I just never thought that you can make this amount of money just doing solar. Uh, but to talk about a little bit before that, a couple of weeks before um, or a couple, like a month ago, before I got recruited, I was doing, um, I was selling masks online during that <laughs> no time. Way. Yeah. Cause, uh, what I, where I come from is I, I used to have my own marketing agency. So I used to run ads for people and, and, and help them get more leads and stuff like that through, through online. And my mom, since she came here and to the U S she, the very next day she was sewing. That's all she did. So I remember one time she came back from church she was kind of excited. She's like, Hey, a, a, a lady from church wants us to make masks because the masks are very expensive. And she's asking if I can make a mask. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Make the mask. And then she's like, I have an idea though. What if you can market the mask and I'll make the mask? And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a plan. So then she got to, she got to business. I got to business, started running ads first month, like 40,000. Like what the hell? Like the masks are <laughs> really selling right so now. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Like selling masks like crazy, like 40,000 next month, like 38,000. I'm like, this is probably going to be good for a couple months, right? Out of nowhere, my Shopify stores gets shut down. Boom. You cannot be uh, promoting stuff that have to do with COVID. So then I try to go around with uh, uh, the ad, the, um, the literature that we put up on the ads, and they, it still kept getting shut down. So then I was like, okay, this is done. Like, Hold on. Was she keeping up with those orders? That's the thing. I had to... The thing is that it's like a family thing, right? Yeah. My aunt's working with us. My my cousins are working. Uh, my brothers, my sisters, everyone's. It's a whole team thing. It's not like it's just be my, me by myself and my mom making masks. There was a time where I literally woke up to my phone, like just ringing Shopify uh, sales, like ding ding ding. I woke and I looked at my phone. It was like seven thousand dollars in the like just waking up at eleven a.m. I'm like this is crazy. Like this is going to be something huge. But like I said, you know, you know, COVID shut everything down for me. And I found myself in a space where like, what do I do from here? Like I made all this money, but what do I do? And so it was this perfect timing. Like she hit, she messaged me at the perfect time. I already kind of had fuel going on. So all I had to do was just transition that energy. Cause I was already pumped. I had never made that much money before. And Hearing her tell me, hey, I made this amount. I'm like, cool. Like, I need to transition this energy into this. Mm. What do I need to do? Who do I reach out to after I uh, talk to Carolina? So, It's crazy how there's so many people like that. Where, you know, I think of what I was doing before I got into direct sales. It, I was working really hard. I was doing this phone sales job, you know, but I was working really hard. And it's, it's, it's a blessing. And it's, and it's, I don't know, it's like a unique privilege that I'm not working any harder than I used to before, but the the results and the outcome and the opportunity is so much higher. 
that it's crazy that if you work in a in like a high commission sales environment, you've already done the hardest part. You've found the place that will return to you the highest amount of value. But I always think how many people, and again, another plug for like bringing people to the business as you guys are both results of Amber reaching out and then your friend reaching out to you. It's like, there's a lot of people that are working really hard to try to earn a fraction of what you're earning. And the best way, we were talking to Kim Wathen about this. The best way to be a good recruiter is just tell people about your job. There's people out there working and they're not having the results that you're having. So if you tell them about it, it's likely that they'll want to work with you too. And then you have even an opportunity to help people earn more and earn more yourself. You know, it's a crazy thing. Um, How was it starting out? Do you remember Carolina? Do you remember like starting out and like what it felt like? Did you take off immediately or did you go through the struggle? Um, it, it was definitely challenging. Um, I remember my interview um, sitting in the back of the room and being able to count the amount of women sitting in that office with one hand. Um, there was about four girls and me seeing um, me, me seeing uh, all the guys there and the recognition. And I remember just falling in love with, um, with the recognition that was going on in the room. But I wasn't hearing too many um, women's names being shouted out. So that kind of did something in my gut where I said, I really want to get an opportunity here. Um, and I really um, want to be able to bring my skills to this industry. Um, so I believe my I ended my combine with 27 or 25 VCs. I, I don't recall, but... Um, 25, 27, somewhere in, sorry. The, somewhere in the eight <laughs> times the standard range. Yeah, which for context is really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Back um, then it was it was considered pretty good if you could get six. Yeah, so the second quarter I had five installs. The second, um, my third quarter I had 15. Um, so the momentum was definitely um, building there. Um, um, How different is the office now? Like when you look and see how many females are there now? Oh, it, we've definitely um, expanded. There's way more women in the office, um, different age, different ethnicity. Um, it, it's totally different. That's, your office has always been one of the more diverse offices, just people from all walks of life. But it really has been in like the last three or four years that, that we have started getting kind of more women into, into direct sales. And it's always awesome for us to see because it was a it was kind of an underrepresented market before, but women driven women do so well in this business. And I love the idea that I didn't, I didn't know that about you. We've talked a hundred times, but I didn't know that you, you kind of made that conscious decision, seeing only a few women and loving the recognition. Oh yeah. We often, we sometimes have gotten the feedback before that women uh, will come in and they're like, what's all this like recognition, hooting and hollering. But for the, if it's your scene and your tribe, right? Like then it's something that can fuel you. And I love that that fueled you like to compete and work right towards the top. So did she kind of mentor you coming in? You started a year after her. Yeah. So she she um, basically just showed me like the basics of everything. Um, well, when we first when I first got on board, you know, I I was already hungry to to better myself. So one of the key things that she told me is, hey, if you're in front of a home a homeowner that's interested, call me, Facetime me, text me, bug me. So. I was like, okay, sounds good. So that's all I needed for me to be able to just knock on a door if a homeowner comes. I don't know how to. I don't know how to even say anything. Hey, talk to this person. She's right here. <laughs> and then 
she'll talk to him over the phone. Really? Yeah. That's how you guys did it. Yeah. yeah and then what? A, hey, what a mentor, man. That's <laughs> awesome. And out of nowhere, it's just like, okay, uh, yeah, send him the docs. We'll be good to go. I'm like, well, that, that was that was good. So I, you're I like, guess, was that good? It felt good. Was it good? <laughs> to me, it was. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm going to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I guess we get that from our previous, well, from Merchant Services. That's how I was. So we would go out there. And uh, they'll give us preset appointments. We'll go. And then if, if we were to be like stuck on something, we don't know how to answer an objection of objection. They'll tell us, hey, call us. And then we'll be able to answer any question that the, that the business owner has. And then I'll, I'll shut it down for you. So mm-hmm. I guess unconsciously, she just did it without even remembering that we used to do that. Yeah. So that definitely gave me like a confidence booster. So once I started to see that, you know, she was able to help me out. I'm like, all I have to do is just keep knocking, keep knocking. Of course, she was on the assist, right? Of course. But one of the things is uh, I had to pay my price. She had to be on the assist. And then if she wasn't available to be in person, we'll do it over the phone. And when she was available, I would learn. And one of the things she says about me is that I was a sponge. I was, I would pay attention to everything that she would do. So when it was my turn to be out there by myself and she wasn't available because she was also closing her own deals, I would remember what she would do, and I would just even if it didn't go to uh, complete a visa, uh, welcome call. That was mm-hmm. what it was called back in the day. Um, I'll still shoot my shot. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and it's most ideas, like most really good ideas, if you're focused, they seem so obvious, right? Like I always say that like creativity is a result of a of a curious and engaged mind. So if you're thinking about work. And then you have an idea like it probably seemed obvious to you like, hey, just call me. I'll just handle it. But I can't tell you how many people don't do that, huh? Like literally you're like, hey, here's a new person. Take care of them. And they're like, all right, yeah, schedule it between Tuesday and Thursday. And it's like when you're like, no, listen, you're on doors. That's great. The other thing that I think is really impressive about your story is you didn't wait till you had all the information to start. You just start and then you figure it out and maybe you feel stupid on your first handful of doors or whatever. But that doesn't last very long. You know, after after two weeks, you've heard. You've endured every kind of pain that you're going to endure on doors. You've heard the no's, you've heard the yeses, you've been blown off, you've been lied to, and you've blown deals, right? And so it's like after that, you're like, well, there's nothing worse than you've experienced it all. So you can kind of move forward without without fear. You know? I think what's crazy is that the very first door that I knocked on, I actually installed it, which is really cool. When people tell me stuff like that, dude, I, that just was not my, first, that was just not my experience, you know? <laughs> yeah, the very first door. It was, but it was contemplate. It was crazy because there was a tree right in front, and the dog kept barking. In our areas, there's dogs, right? And I'm like, should I knock on the door? Or should I not? I was still nervous, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And I, <laughs> I probably looked funny standing in front of the guy's door for like ten minutes. I kid you not. I finally bang on the gate. He comes out, and the rest is history. Knock the door with the dog, man. Yeah. Right. Knock the door with the dog. How do you? What do you guys think? A question for both of you. Where have you seen the most like developmental change in yourselves through doing this job now for 700 and 900 days? Where, where do you notice a change in yourself that maybe didn't used to be there? I see a huge change. I'm definitely not the same person. How so? What, what stands out most? My personality. Um, my personality... Um, the way I see things, the way um, I react. So it's, it's definitely helped me 
something that Richard Corey says and has always told us is this is a personal development. Um, and it's something that um, Adler was at our office a few weeks ago. Um, and he mentioned that he won't he, he is not the same person as when he started. And I can definitely um, I thank God that he put this opportunity in my past because I'm I'm not the same. I'm not the same woman that started here. It has definitely changed my char character um, to care more um, about others. Um, I've found things out about myself that this opportunity has shown me, um, like giving back um, and definitely um, opening up the opportunity and sharing it with others. And that feeling, it's like adrenaline um, to me to see others' life change. Um, and every time that um, I, I'm a pro I, I provide for my parents' health care and um, my both parents, um, they have um, diabetes and they have to inject themselves twice a day. And when I'm able to provide for them and for my family or I'm able to give back um, to my family, I, I just, I take a picture and I immediately send it out to Richard and Amber. And I say, you're a part of this. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it wasn't for Amber and Richard taking me under his wing, also Amber, um, shout out to Amber and, and Richard Corian, Dave and Joe. Um, but definitely, um, being there, um, my life wouldn't be where it is now. And if someone would have told me, um, see, Amber didn't, that she, she didn't like sell me a, a dream, like a, like a fantasy unicorn dream. Mm -hmm. She just said, if you work the hours, um, th this is the result. So after me implementing what I'm learning and doing it and acting on it, um, this is this is a result that now I am where I am. That it, that I would have never believed anyone. They would have told me that I would have um, one still um, still remain in this position um, after also being bribed by so many companies. And that's we'll talk know. about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Caroline, I have to say. Um, I appreciate that response because it's been fun to watch you and Eric kind of from afar. The The team that you're a part of is uh, part of our region, the OGs, and they have a mantra, living life on our own terms and leading others to do the same. And so what I think is so fun about your story is I saw that early on, not just the eager engagement with the team and being so teachable, but wanting other people to experience the same, bringing Eric in you know, was, was definitely a tribute to that, but you two have provided a couple of career highlights for me. And I think for other people, do you know that? No, you have. <laughs> no. So I'll tell you the first is Carolina specific to you. We asked you maybe with a few days heads up to be spotlighted at one of our conferences. What was that a year and a half ago? Maybe yeah. I can't travel to a team that was in attendance that doesn't bring that up. They talk about just the day that you're able to express yourself and your story and um, the growth trajectory in the Los Angeles market, which Ty touched on that. It was a little bit underrepresented back several years ago, but you joined the team, Eric joined the team. That's consistent with the growth we've seen because you brought this unique energy, I think, um, and this focus on developing other people and wanting them to be successful. That's 
that's that says a lot about your personality. And um, so that's a highlight for me, a career highlight for me. Thank you. Um, another highlight was watching you two rip through some of these company sponsored incentives <laughs> and watching Eric just lay the smack down and winning the rally. The, there are things that I think sometimes we don't understand how much our actions can impact other people. A lot of people have been inspired by your story in that spotlight and not to discredit Carol, Eric won the rally, but you were in lockstep on your production. So really you probably should have, we should have given you both the award, but you've provided a couple highlights for me and I've been in this thing for a long time and I'm just so grateful for that. And that's a testament to what you described about evolving and, and developing and changing. So been fun to watch. Um, even like looking at your hand, you got a heavily tattooed left hand with a door that's or with this bracelet that says one more door on it. Yes. It's a good woman right there, Eric. It's a good woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what would you say to the question earlier? Where, where have you noticed a difference in in yourself or where have other people noticed a difference as you've as you've spent 700 days doing this job? 700 days plus now. Cool. So, um I think one of the major differences is that I'm finally focused onto something. Mm. Because I think that growing Growing up, I was always jumping from one thing to another to, you know, just chasing, chasing to, you know, the, the next opportunity. And I think that's probably been the major difference right here is that before I was doing, yeah, marketing, but I was doing other things. So I wasn't fully committed to something. And I think now it's like, okay, this is something I need to take advantage of. And I, I need no distractions whatsoever with any other industry or anything else right now right i need to i need to master this first and then i could diversify you know investment somewhere else but i think the biggest um thing for me is that like i'm i'm finally able to focus on something because like i mentioned you know i was always distracted with different things um and and yeah uh same thing how she says uh giving you know being uh being able to provide for uh my parents um Growing up is like it, it, it wasn't so easy. Uh, it wasn't easy. And being able to provide for my, my dad and my mom, it's been uh, life changing for me. Um, and, and it's definitely uh, uh, helped me uh, be more giving to other people that aren't even my family as well. Um, we just came back two weeks ago from TJ from giving, you know, a bunch of backpacks full of toys and blankets to the, to the kids in need that were, you know, uh, abandoned during, you know, them coming from other, uh, like El Salvador, Honduras to the U S. So that I could not do that by myself. It had to be a combo of me and Carolina because she has a very given heart and I learned that from her. So uh, from, for us doing that, like that to me, that's, um, one of the major differences as well. Man, that's awesome. What a cool thing. How was that experience going down to Tijuana and doing that? You want to be honest? Yeah. It was it was awesome. But for me, like once you have a, a, a bad experience, it's like, I don't know if I want to go back over there again. Mm -hmm. um, but for her, she's always excited. Like, I want to go to TJ. Let's do this. Let's do that. Because she likes yeah. doing stuff like that. But for me, it's like, if something happens to me, like, I don't know if I want, want to do that again. So, like... Oh, so, something happened to him before before the trip. But this was years ago. This was years ago. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. like, a former no, bad experience. No, no, no. no. Yeah, it has nothing to do with this. It, it, but the trip itself, with just us two going, 
um, it was amazing. We were able to get, you know, donations from our team, from our, from our, from LA team. So yeah, it was cool. So the main crowd that we were tar- that we targeted is the refugees. Um, the, the caravan, the caravan, the caravan, the groups that are coming from Costa Rica, um, from Honduras, Guatemala, um, pretty much I said, there's a crowd that's stuck. Like either they're the persons that they were paying to cross the border, abandoned them. They escaped um woman father and that's something that i train on that that's one subject that i bring up a lot um when we're training i pretty much say or when when people ask me what what gets you up every day to continue to knock doors i said well my mother and my father um risked their life crossing the border to come here at a young age um sacrificed uh leaving their comfort zone leaving their country to come here and give us a better future we were not even born but they were already they already had that in mind to be able to give us a different lifestyle so every day that we go out i'm already in a way prophesying towards my future towards my family um that i'm going to provide a different lifestyle than the way that i grew up that's pretty powerful that's an awesome thing. Um, maybe, I, I think one of the things that, that we gain the most from these conversations is a lot of times we think that the feelings or thoughts that we have are are unique to us. And I think a lot of times as we talk about these kinds of things, people realize like, oh, I didn't realize, I thought I was the only one that ever felt like that. So it's awesome for Dave and I to sit here and hear you guys talk about, you know, going and like donating to people in need and like, you know, making good of, of the opportunity your parents gave you. But there was a time, I told you we'd talk about this, there was a time when maybe you didn't feel that same way about the company and thought maybe you'd be better served somewhere else. Um, I think those experiences are important. Like maybe talk through what was going through your head and what the outcome was and, and how you see that situation now. It was, a, it was a very confusing era for us because we were being bribed, but at the same time we were wanting to stay here. The, I think the main reason was because it was during that time we were merging, you know, Vivid and Sunrun. So Ops was very slow. So I, I remember, like, I'm putting up all these VCs. I'm trying my best to get these accounts moving forward to install, but they're just not going through. Like, I need to I need to make money to be able yeah. to provide, not, in, not only for us, but for my, my parents and my family. So um, we started to obviously peak right what's out what else is out there aside of sunrun and uh, we came across um well there was someone within the office that mm. uh, joe calls them joe Rupa. um he calls them moles there is a mole yeah there's a mole there's so, a mole in the office this per- i love that you're doing quotey fingers I'm you guys sorry. couldn't see that but she's like uh, moles so this, this person is someone sitting at court so i'm being transparent they're, sit, they're sitting in correlation, but they're targeting the upcomers. Sure. And um, in a way, there was trust there, like, oh, I'm helping you. Come see this. And actually, that person coming for us was someone that was in a DM role here previously. So um, it, it was a very confusing time. Leadership. Um, housing. Housing. Uh, money was being offered. Just now, that was like a unicorn dream. One well, week installs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, something that I I told Eric was um, 
we have mentors outside of the work, which is our spiritual mentors, um, Guillermo Maldonado, that's our uh, spiritual father, apostle, um, in Miami. And that's one of the reasons why we do uh, frequently travel, travel to, to Miami, because um, that, that's where our mentors are, are, are at. And that's where we go and re- receive um, at, from conferences. Um, but pretty much I, I said, Eric, let not the, how can I say this? Let not the lust of our selfishness um, guide us. Let, let us um, be where there's a purpose. So the way I see it is, are you here or are you in this industry for money or for a purpose? And of course, we're here to be able to provide for our families. But I believed more in a purpose. So I feel that that was my answer, my answer to God, a purpose. And I believe that that was my answer, my answer to God, um, not being able to install. People called me crazy. What are you doing? Why don't you leave? You're not able to install. I said, I'm going to have faith in God. Um, this is where God wants me. There's a purpose here. Not knowing anything that I was going to be a part of. Never in a million years would I think that I would be the first woman to accomplish something in the west coast Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um i believe that was a that was a test in life and i we and i was able to uh detain eric and that's when i saw dave and you guys were by coincidence at, at our correlation and i said i have to say something because eric was already like you know and um yeah, so that's when you guys, you guys, we went to the, you know, into the office, and then we just, you know, we we spoke, and you guys gave us yes. your um, your example, and I think one of the examples was, hey, are you gonna get in the car? Or are you not gonna get in the yes. car? And I, I remember you were telling me that example. So then that kind of made me really with an unsafe driver, you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with an unsafe driver, exactly, exactly. So that kind of, you know, really. that engraved in my mind like i don't know if i want to be in a car with an unsafe driver so i don't know where that company's going and i do want longevity and i do want purpose so i don't know if i want to go to a different company so then that's the reason why i decided to stay and and you know thank god everything has worked uh, super good for us um you know so but yeah that that was a crazy weird moment in my mind um but yeah definitely to your credit it you were just seeking, it was fun meeting with you because you just had questions and you were seeking understanding. And I've always said, listen, the day that this ceases to be the best place to work for our people, hell, I'll go with you. Like, where do you want to go? Um, so it's been a fun ride for me as well to see, cause I mean, this is solar, right? It, there's a lot to it. And I think we've seen kind of the peaks and some of the valleys, but ultimately over time, I think we all know it's the best place to work and it's the best place to bring our people and ensure that they can be successful. And it's fun to see you because you had some questions, had some doubts maybe, and the conversation was so constructive. You left and you were a hundred percent committed and now you're hitting franchise and breaking all kinds of records. And it's been so cool because I just appreciated the interaction because you came into it with an open mind and just wanting to understand a vision of of where this company will be a year or two from now and where you personally will be. And so, I, you know, that's an experience I remember for sure. And I appreciate you guys because thank you. when I first, thank you so much, when I first got here, 
she was like, Dave Madsen this, Ty uh-huh. Williams this. And I'm like, I don't know anything about uh, Vivint. So she's like, these are like the top guys. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then for you guys to sit in front of me and try to like talk to us, to me, that was like big. Huge. Especially Huge. from you guys. And like, they would really take an hour away from their yes. busy day to just talk to us. Like, who does that? So to me, that was, um, you know, that really touched me. So thank you guys for, for, for doing that. So, sounds like it was time well spent. Yeah, so. So. If anybody else needs an hour and then's going to go forward and produce hundreds and hundreds of accounts, you, you've got that hour anytime. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, kind of back to a lot of times people think, oh, man, the word that you used was confusing. Like, oh, it was a confusing time. Um, but we see it a lot. And and now I've say, you know, we've been I've been in this industry for 20 years. And so. There's a couple of things now that you guys are looking at going forward and leading squads and leadership and things like that. And for people that may be experiencing the same thing, there's a consistent pattern generally that happens among high performers when they, when they wonder if they're in the right spot. And I would say of dynamic people in a, in an ever changing, difficult industry, of course you're going to think about that at some point. But one of the things that we notice is generally it happens after um, your highest earning quarter or year. So a lot of times people will earn more money than they've ever made in their lives. And I don't know if they're dealing with a little bit of imposter syndrome or like, is this really real? Or they never saw themselves earning that kind of money, but that is there generally where people are like, wow, I earned more than, than I ever have. Um, often what will happen is they will have slowed down just a little bit. And, and sometimes it's looking left and right. It just takes time. You guys know, like that time took you off doors quite a bit. You weren't with customers anymore. Yeah. You were with, you call them bribers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were, they were yes. bribing you. Uh, so first is, okay, you, you earn really high income. And then second, production slows. And for high producers to sit and be inefficient, it causes weird things to happen. And you start to make kind of weird decisions, right? Um, and then oftentimes there will be some sort of event, usually operational. Generally, it's something that happens with a customer, something that happens with a group of customers, something that happens with the market, something that happens with licensing, ops, installations, cancellations, something, right? And then being problem solvers, you, you try to solve the problem, but it puts us in a weird state, right? And so the thing that I appreciated, appreciated about you guys is you're able to look to people that have seen these cycles before and say, hey, I've seen people make the decision that you're looking at making because they've slowed production, they had a high income year, and you're not, you never would have made that decision if, 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 you know, you weren't able to provide for your parents for a couple of months, at least, if you need the money today, you're working today. Right. And so, um, I think as we go forward, like it's, it's really helpful to like self-evaluate. I found myself in those situations before where I'm like, okay, what's happening here? And you can just kind of check the boxes more money than you've ever earned. Yep. Uh, slowed production. Maybe your fire's down a little bit. Uh, okay. If I'm being honest. And then third, did some event happen generally operational? Or it could be like, it could be positional. Maybe somebody got picked for a promotion over you or something like that. And I, I think a lot of times when people have those things, you can say, okay, am I thinking clearly? And generally the thing that I heard a quote once that worry and work can't coexist. You can't worry and work at the same time. If you're not working, you're worrying. And if you're working, you generally don't have time to worry. Right. And so what happened with you guys, you got right back to work. And now literally you won a company-wide contest you're one of the only girls on the West Coast to be franchised and, you know, paving the way for many others. And it's it's pretty cool how you pulled through that. But guess what? It's probably going to happen again at some point, some way. You know what I mean? Like at some point, your your head will get crazy again. And now you know how to manage through it and, and figure it out, you know? Well, it kind of happened uh, 
fourth quarter. I mean, as for me, I, yeah. not for Carol, like nothing really stops her sometimes. But <laughs> for me, it's like okay, like she's hearing this for the first time. Right? <laughs> what what did I do? Like um, for quarter four is like okay, I need to go ahead and really think what happened in twenty twenty two, right? I I was the guy who was like. Why is L.A. not being mentioned so much? Like, what's going on? Like, I need people to know who L.A. is because we're not really talked about like that. Every time we show up to the conferences, it's like O.C. or Riverside and other other offices and L.A. is like down there. It's like, why do we? Okay, what can I do? First, first of all, what can I do? Right. So I, I guess I kind of took it personal. Like, I need to go ahead and put L.A. on the map, at least our office. Um, so... I, I quickly texted Rich, Dave, and Joe, like, hey, what can we do to be able to get L.A. on the map? They're like, well, we need to go ahead and win competitions for them to even talk about us. So then I remember messaging them, like, hey, when is the revolution starting again? And they're like, they gave me the details. I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember one time we were we were um, watching a movie. It was like 11. And I got a message with, like, the, eye, the eyes emoji. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> we see you, dog. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like... And then first Rich texts me with the eye emoji, uh, emoji, then Dave, and then Joe. So then I'm like, cool, like, let me just text eye emojis too. I, re- I reply with eye emojis. <laughs> and they're like, welcome to our, um, our team. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, we chose you to be part of the revolution team. I'm like, no way. I'm like, cool. Oh, wow. And then she's all stoked for me. She's like, yeah, you're going to be part of the team with the DMs to compete in a really cool competition. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's do it. And so then I, I dove in into Tile to look at the rules and everything. Mm. And um, I we made a group chat and I'm like, okay, cool. Let's let's get down to business. Like, let's get down to work. So then um, I started to, you know, go out there, work, produce, and um, had, a, had really cool quarters. Quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. But then quarter four came and I'm like, whoa, what happened? So I told her, I feel like I'm getting, I feel burned. But I never thought that I would feel burned, right? So... Uh, I guess I produced so much that I didn't. I was I wasn't able to follow through with all the accounts that I was getting. So if I could take, if I can take something back from twenty twenty two is follow up, just follow up. Like there's no more VCs just to VC. Like we're gonna go ahead and VC, but we're gonna go ahead and install that account. Like there's no more just VC just to get a point. And I think sometimes we get in our heads like yeah, I'm putting up points, I'm putting up points, but. Are they really going to go to install? Like, are mm-hmm. you just really wasting your time? So then now I think for 2023, it's going to be completely different. Like, I want to I want to compete, but I also want to install. So that's a breakthrough time that happens in solar professionals lives. Because at first you come in and you like in Carolina, you talked about the recognition. Like you come in, and you're like, how do you get the recognition? And then you start getting the recognition. But eventually and it generally happens once you start thinking about leadership is you realize, oh, nothing matters except for that install and you kind of progress past the claps and snaps yeah. of the meeting and now now it's like okay i'm i'm a man about my business trying to get like these customers through to the end or a woman about her business right like it, it, it it's an evolutionary thought process where you start doing things with like real intention you know um as you guys look across um the industry um who are people that that have mentored you or or what are things that you have heard that have helped you in your journey. It could be from people in the industry or out of the industry, but what are a couple of the, like the things that have stuck with you that, that resonated and helped you? Out the industry would be um, Guillermo Maldonado. And something that stuck with me is the way he leads. Hmm. 
So he leads with passion. He leads with a target in mind. So the the way he leads, it's that's what helped me. Um, within the industry, with within us, um, there's obvious there's obviously different people that I I look up to. Um, one of the persons that obviously is very close to me is Rich. Um, Rich has been the 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 go to to ask questions like, hey, what happens when this happens? What do I do after this? So he's been he's really taken me under his wing and just uh, teach me as much as I as much as he can. Right. Some people can ask questions and take all the information. But are you going to act up on that information? Are you going to really implement what that person's telling you? So uh, Rich definitely has been a, a, a very um, strategic mentor as far as being in the industry. Also, Joe, you know, Joe has he's very smart. He has a lot of cool ideas. Dave as well. Um, and then Carolina, too. Like I cannot take that away from her. Like there's certain things that she does that she's very great at and that she doesn't know. Right. That I learned from her and outside of the industry. I want to say my dad. Um, I've learned a lot from my dad, uh, leadership, um, not only to lead a company, but to lead other people, even though he's had a lot of downs and a lot of ups, uh, I get to learn from, from, um, first person point of view, right? That's what you, that's yeah, what yeah. you can say. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot of maybe life because of my dad. Um, the way that he just raised me is just. I've used a lot of those things within the industry. Um, discipline. He's taught me a lot of discipline. The way he grew up as well. So I think, yeah, um, yeah. outside of the industries, my dad and other people, but mostly my dad. That's cool. I appreciate that. What piece of advice would you give to some of our new reps? We have a large portion of our company is in Combine. Um, we're bringing on thousands of new recruits every single year. Having been through that and having experienced the, the highs and lows, what's maybe a piece of advice each of you would give to, to someone just starting? I would say to definitely be ready to have a life-changing experience and to know that sacrifice comes with the job. Sacrifice with relationships, places, things that at that moment you no longer can keep that pattern up in your life so in, in my life i had to change my phone number pretty much stop going to places or doing things or talking to people hanging around a certain circle that was just not on the same path as me really you had to like say goodbye to friendships and things like that oh definitely and i i didn't think about it twice was it just people that didn't have the same goals or were no it it, it was um it was just not, it wasn't aligned. It wasn't in alignment with where I was going. Hmm. So I saw how that can affect me. And I was, I saw the opportunity and I said, if this is what it takes, then I'm all in. And now I understand when they said it's lonely at the top. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Ty, I'm blocking your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up on your doorstep, dude. You're going to have to move, too. <laughs> what would you say, Eric? So advice that I would give to a brand new rep is to fail. Go all out. Go all out. Uh, do what you have to do to just get yourself out there. And uh, I think I kind of learned that from myself one time when I was in high school and I really wanted to learn how to play tennis. And uh, 
really get the ball over the net, but I kept throwing it over like by a lot. But at the same time, I didn't want the ball to fall out to fall outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was, you know what? What I'm gonna just practice is just getting the ball over the net. It doesn't matter if the ball goes outside of the box. Let me just practice on getting the ball right over the net. So then I started doing that. I started swinging as as as, as I could. I will go on YouTube and how to swing and all that. Um, and I and I swung the ball right over the net, and uh, it would go right over. And then the next thing was okay. Now I can do it right over the net. Now I need to get the ball inside the box. How do I do that? Went on YouTube. How to do what I do. Well, had to do it. What I had to do, and then I started doing that swing right over the net inside the box. So, what I'm trying to say is, when you go out on doors, swing. Just just go out there and and just pitch. It doesn't matter if it comes out wrong. It doesn't matter if it lands on a different topic of whatever you're there to do, right? Uh, and then just uh, trust yourself that you're gonna go ahead and get back on back in the game. So yeah, I, I would just tell someone just learn. From your mistakes, uh, record your pitch. That's very important because if you're not really hearing, that's something that I learned from uh, Ty. Because mm-hmm. I remember they uh, that he would record every single thing that uh, every single pitch, right? And then he will listen to it. Okay, I could say this. I could take this word out, put this in. So same thing. Uh, that's what I tell my uh, our our squad. Record your pitch. If you're struggling out there, record your pitch. Go home, revise it. Okay, what do I need to change of my pitch? What do I need to change my pitch? So that's what I would tell people. Like, look, just go out there, swing, and, you know, fail. That's an awesome. That's I, As you were talking, I was thinking, I was remembering times of recording the pitch. And it's funny because when you're in the moment, you don't see a lot of the opportunities to improve. And uh, what I would do sometimes is I'd record my pitch and then I'd play it back. Like, maybe after I'd slept, <laughs> I got up and, like, worked out or something. And then I hear it and I'm like man, I just sound like I've had a long day. That tone, like I wouldn't buy from me. You know what I mean? But the night before, I was like, I'm saying everything that everybody else is saying. I don't know why it's not working. These people are, these, these this neighborhood sucks. And then the next day, it's like, <laughs> yo, this is not the neighborhood, dude. It's all you. I remember um, one time, I think I've told this story before on the show, but um, it was 2007. It was my first year in a management position. And I was out in Rochester, Minnesota, just knocking doors on a Saturday. And uh, we were selling alarms, and I we start at like 9 on Saturday. And then you generally get lunch around 2, and then you're back out till about 9. And it was 7 p.m., and I didn't have a sale yet. And that's a long day. I'd been out since. And the whole team is selling. I'm supposed to be their leader, right? And so... <laughs> You're, you know, you're on the group chat. You know what it's like when everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. one, two, and yep. then someone's like, three, I can't miss. And I'm like my gosh, just don't check it. And it was just, and I had this stuff in my head, like oh, I'm the leader. I have to sell. Yeah. Everyone's going to think that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to, you, you know, you spiral. And so I remember it was 7 PM and I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm affected right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm full tilt, you know? <laughs> and so I called my brother Jordan and he answered and I was like, how's your day? And he had like four or five sales or something. And I was like, Hey, listen, and I suppose I recruited him into the industry. I was supposed to be the older brother that like has been doing this longer. And I was like, I need you to listen to my pitch and I need you to give me feedback. And I've been doing this for three years at this time. Right. But I was just off. And I remember saying, okay, and this is my, my brother. Like, it's not a cornier thing in the world to do than to give your pitch to your brother on a long day. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember being like, okay, I, I just, somebody has got to set me straight. So I called him and I, and I just went, Hey man, how's it going? 
Good. How are you? Good. You the homeowner? And we literally did the pitch. Got off and by eight o'clock I'd sold two accounts. And I was like, man, even even me in that situation, I just like couldn't get out without somebody else, you know? And so that's that's the value of I could have been embarrassed by it and I could have said, like, oh man, he's gonna hold this over me forever. But I was just a guy out selling that needed to get straight. You know what I mean? And I think that advice to new reps, like new reps also do this thing where they think they're going to run out of doors, you know, yeah. and, they, and they trick themselves into saying like, oh, I'm not like pitching well right now. I don't want to waste my area. So it would be smarter for me to go home and hit it tomorrow where it's like that's like you sitting and like being like, oh, OK, I'm not going to like hit the ball over the net because it, I'm tired. And so, no, like. You're not going to sell anything at home. You might sell something if you're out there. You know what I mean? But you're not. Hey, new reps, you're not going to run out of doors. We've looked around. <laughs> There's a lot. We have a lot of work to do. I think you're all right. You know? Um, hey, well, we appreciate you guys. This is kind of last minute that you joined us today, fitting it into the schedule. So thank you so much. Thank you for being an example. Thank you for sticking with us and for opening up and, and sharing with us today. It's been awesome. What do you got, Dave, before we close out? You know what? We'll end with this. So... What I love is uh, the dedication to the job and uh, personal development, just the ambitious goals and the consistency. Love that about you. The focus on charity, I absolutely love. But there's number three that I also love, kind of in the spirit of living your best life and this, this job allowing us to have experiences. We just casually run into you at the F1 races in Austin, <laughs> Texas, right? And you were just off of a trip to Miami, and I think there was one before that. And and I love it because, you know, I my love language in this job is just effort, right? If you're if you're willing to put in the time and the effort, like you have a place in my heart. Th those people that are unwilling to put in the work, it's it's tough for me. So what I love about what you're experiencing is you're putting in the the sweat equity, you're putting in the time, you're putting in the effort. And as a result, you're changing more lives than just your own. But you also love those nice cars. I've seen you. I know. And, <laughs> She's and, gonna blame me right now. Right? <laughs> yeah. And and the experiences that you're having together to me is a highlight. When we saw you at those races, I was so happy. It made my day because you're deserving of that. You're putting in the time. So maybe you can just speak to the experiences you're having and how this job has changed uh, your ability to do so, just kind of in conclusion. I think that's pretty cool about your story. Okay, so to set the record straight, the Corvette is Eric. <laughs> um, and what color is the Corvette? It's the yellow Corvette. So to set it straight, um, actually, we, uh, our my com the combine trip that I won, I, you know, I brought Eric. He was my plus one. Um, and he had, he always mentioned, oh, Corvette Z06, Z06. Yeah, the Z06. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it so happened that, you know, we were driving around um, in our combine, in my combine trip. And pretty much he says, hey, that Cor the Corvette, it's, it's here. But there was not one single, uh, that same model in, in California. So he, I said, okay, let's go see it. So we went to go see it. Eric had no idea. And then about three, four days um, later, um, I surprised Eric with the Corvette. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was a fun trip. That was a combine trip. This, um, the trip after yeah, we that. actually, so we bought the car in Miami and we're like, there's no way that I'm not going to drive <laughs> a track car because it, it was a track edition. 
a cross country. Like I gotta do that. I've always, that. Wanted, I've always wanted to do a cross country road trip, mm-hmm. but what better car to do it in, right? She was all a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but I was having the time of my life. Like just pushing no, the no car room for Texas luggage in that too. one too, huh? Like, <laughs> um, and then it has a bucket seat, so she was like a little uncomfortable. And then to top it off, we had all of our luggage inside the trunk yeah. with a dog, you know, <laughs> with pink hair. With pink hair. Um, I need a picture of this man, the bright yellow Corvette, a dog with pink hair, and she you actually, guys just blasting she through. She actually has a, 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 a YouTube. YouTube video. Okay. Of, she vlogged like the whole thing. It was really cool. Um, but that was a very, very fun trip. And then uh, F1. F1. It was funny because we were at the, uh, the snack bar and we're like casually just choosing snacks, right? And then she just like happens to turn and she's like, that's Dave Matson. I'm like, no way. There's so many people here. How can you distinguish who Dave Matson is? Yeah. And she's like, that's gotta be Dave Matson. I'm like, cool, let's go. So then we went and it was Dave Matson. Um, there you go. Everyone was there. We're like, what the like it was just like it was so cool to and that was our our highlight too, because we never thought that we would run into you guys. I mean, do you see how many people just walking back and forth? It's like it's crazy. And Mary. And Mary Powell, she was there too. Yep. Um, her husband was super nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, super cool experience. And then also, we just came back from my my combine trip. After two years, we ran into Tyra. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were on the East Coast combine trip <laughs> yes. and showed up at the banquet. And I'm like, what? Like, it's one of those moments where your brain knows the individuals, but then you have to remember where you are. And you're like, this is East Coast. You guys are West Coast combine trip. But it was funny uh, when he seen us. He's like. Like, How did you guys get on here? <laughs> yeah, but that that was that was fun too. Um, the stadium in Vegas. Yeah, the 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 um, the league. No, that wasn't like the. Uh, yeah, like the league conference. Yeah, yeah, at Vegas too. That was that was crazy. You know, we got to see everyone there. Everyone unite. Um, to me, it was like meeting Adler, who I was competing with on the uh, Revolution. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Who you beat? I'll add in the coastal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nah, man. I'll, Props to, props to him. He he really uh, pushed me. He's the I, man. I pushed him too. Um, but yeah, it was funny because no one knew who I was because it said Eric Meza, but my picture wasn't up there. So when they put us together on the group to, you know, to do the scavenger hunt, they were like, well, who are you? I'm like, I'm Eric Meza. And they're like, oh, wait, you're the guy that was doing like 20 something VCs a week. I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy. It's like a sleeper car. You know, the one that pulls up to the line and looks normal and then just like blows your doors off. Yeah. That's so, you. And then I finally met Adler and he's like, dude, like, you didn't let me sleep last night. And I'm like, bro, like I've been stalking you for months and you, and now it's like. Now we're talking. So, but those are the experiences that that you know, engraved in my mind. Like these people are so up there, but yet they're so humble to talk to you. Yes. You know, like you guys. Like, I can't believe we're in a room talking to yeah. Dave Matson and Ty Williams. Like, what? So I never thought that I would that this would happen as fast as it happened. Well, hey, it's uh, the the all the experiences and all of those things like. It's 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 funny that we do that, right? We put this hierarchy like, oh, I can't believe Mary Powell would talk to me, but you guys are the ones doing the job, right? Like, it's almost like you know when you go to when you go to like a Laker game, you go to see those professional players. That's you. You're the professional players, right? The rest of us are kind of like people putting the games on and trying to like get people to like you know to make the thing work. But you're the ones that are out there actually adding the value and doing the thing, and. One of the best pieces of advice that I've heard is just win all the things. And you guys are definitely taking that to heart and experiencing it. Yeah. But the, the there's opportunity is amazing. The development is amazing. The experiences, it's like 
you're having the financial opportunity and the, the, the altruistic and giving back opportunities and stuff, but the experiences on top of that, like Sunrun experiences you can't buy, right? You can't like purchase the things that you're able to do here. Like, and so it, it really makes me happy that when you decide to go all in and do full product, you get all of it, right? You literally get all of it at the same time. Most people would do it for the experiences or just the money. It just so happens that when you hit it, like you guys have, you, you get all of it. Yeah. I mean, Joe said, Hey, go get everything. If it's a pair yeah. of shoes, go get it, go get it. So, that, and then I've already won two one wheels. So I can't, I, I was like, okay, cool. Let me try that. Let me try riding the one wheel. And like, I almost, well, there's two of you. So <laughs> she won one. I won two. And I tried to ride one. And I just like, I can't do this. So I sold them. And then, and then we won the scooters. I'm like, all right, these are better. This is better. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And thanks for, for sharing with us. I'm sure this will help a lot of people. And thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Electric People. Go be electric. <laughs> I had to. I had to. That was awesome. That was fun. Go. If you're listening to this and interested in joining our teams, DM us on Instagram at Run the League. What are you waiting for? Run the League, shoot us a DM, and let's get going.